Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, Episode 58, May 6th, 2023. So glad you could make it. lead off with a uh, correction from last week's episode. I attributed the song Stacy's Mom, She's Got It Going On, which was a huge hit at Webstock a few weeks back. I attributed it to Kings of Leon when, in fact, it is Fountains of Wayne. But really, did you know the difference? Or are there... Is there? Are they the same band? I don't know. Good tune, good tune though. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> I, I guess uh, out of the gate, I have to admit that I think maybe I'm turning into a middle-aged woman, um, as as seen by my by my reading habits of late. Now, I, I will say, like, I did have a good conversation with Isaac as he's a a 14-year-old with the uh, raging testosterone and all those kinds of things about what it means to be a man he's he's trying to figure out how to control some of the aggression and the rage and that I told him that that tends to be a part of it you know it tends to come along with the uh with the old testosterone and and some pretty good benefits from those types of things uh in History certainly some drawbacks as well, but uh, um, and even a little bit of strutting, you know, a little a little bit of uh, being a peacock and walking around and letting everybody know. I mean, that's a that's a part of it sometimes, and uh, maybe that's a unpopular opinion, but uh, but it is. But also, it it comes along with responsibility. Um, and grace. And so anyway, I just wanted you to know that I'm still teaching my kid about what it means to be a man, even though this whole middle-aged woman thing is kind of rearing up inside of me. I mean, it, it, you just buy my book choices. It, It started, you know, it started with, with Oprah, Oprah, Oprah's book club. Really, it started with Marilyn Robinson, who's writing um, Gilead, the Gilead series. You, you can look them up. I would start with Gilead if I were you. Are in my top, like they're in the top of of my Mount Rushmore, I guess, of of books of authors. And so on Marilyn Robinson's um, Facebook page, she recommended. Hello Beautiful, which is Ann Napolitano. It was on Oprah's book club list. I got it. It was awesome. I mean, just really, really fantastic. And so I got Dear Edward. I've talked about this before. And then I read the one, uh, I can't remember, the one that was about Flannery O'Connor. And then finally got the one uh, Within Arm's Reach, which was uh, Ann Napolitano's first um, novel. And you can't really find it anywhere to buy it. So we got it through Interlibrary Loan. And just, I don't know if maybe that one wasn't my favorite of all. Um, Just really gripping family drama, but with like, 
this understanding of nuance, this understanding of, of quirks, of eccentricities, of what it is to live with other people and within with yourself. I don't know. I don't know. Makes me makes me laugh. It makes me understand. It makes me it makes me wonder. You know. It makes me reconsider. It makes me consider. It makes me cry um, and long for things. Anyway, that those are the types of things that I enjoy in books. And so now I'm looking for the the bestsellers. I'm looking through Oprah's book club list, and the fiction bestsellers that I come upon are. They're always highly rated in like female literature or coming of age. I will say that that maybe it's um, that there's a balance of that too. That probably comes from the Dear Edward book. But but one of my one of my good friends loaned me a book, and uh, it was called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. I think it's Gabrielle Zevin Zavine. I don't. I'm not sure. Um, and the book was left in my. Um, my teacher workbox, my teacher mailbox on Monday, and I returned it on Wednesday because I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop reading it. The premise is really interesting. Not something I thought I would get into. It's about gaming, which is you know, and like online gaming type things. And uh, but really, you know, really intriguing and engaging read. Identifying with with different characters and. And all that kind of stuff. Um, and now I'm, I'm, I'm on to, wow, what is it? It's the one, there's, it's about a woman who talks to an octopus. And I've got it right here. I honestly got this one because the cover has blue and orange and purple. And those are my favorite colors that go together. This one is by Shelby Van Pelt. And it is Remarkably Bright Creatures. And it is in the Read with Jenna. Hashtag Read with Jenna series and i don't know if that's jenna bush isn't she on one of those shows um i'm gonna take jenna's word for it and start that one up today as i continue i I mean nothing wrong with being a middle-aged woman don't misunderstand me um i'm enjoying this phase and maybe even thinking of starting maybe a book circle do we what do we do there do we knit um i don't drink wine so i'm not sure uh, uh, how to, what to serve there. You guys can help me out. Any middle-aged women out there can help me. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, one of the books that the, the, the Gabrielle Zevin book, uh, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, I don't think this is a spoiler. Um, uh, it really is, uh, fun to read and interesting and engaging, but there's this one scene that this scene with, I don't know, I'm not trying to spoil it, but I, I, I'll just say that there are some gates. And the idea that I took from it is that there's just these, there's different gates that we go through, these different passageways that we go through, through life. You know, here I am in my third life. And how many gates have I gone through along the way? And gates and gates and gates and, and until you don't. Until you don't, you know. and And so those types of ideas they do. They spark consideration and reconsideration in my mind. And so I begin to think about the different roles that I have. And um, so I've, I've been rethinking some of those, like re- rethinking some of my roles as as mayor, you know. Um, and that's, 
I don't know what you know about Zimbardo's prison study. Uh, we just wrapped up AP Psychology for for the year, but uh, if you if you read anything about Zimbardo's prison study, you know how impactful, how um, highly impactful role playing is, and that as we as we settle into new roles, ones that we haven't necessarily been in before, it can begin to define us. And as may, it happened very quickly for uh, the prison guards and the prisoners in the Zimbardo study, but um, you know, as mayor, it, it, it it's not something that I settled into. I think I'm still settling into it. I'm not quite two years into the gig, and so I'm still learning what it means to to uh, be a mayor, and I'm. I've been kind of playing the role, so to speak, but uh, it feels like I'm kind of settling in to it, still making some mistakes. But overall, I'm not really, there's not really much that I would look to change there. A teacher is probably one of my primary roles. I spend a whole bunch of my time doing that. And I'm going to talk more about that in the second half today. So I'll leave that here. My role with with clothes, I don't know if this is really fits here. Like I, I don't, I think I own five pairs of pants now, which is like way more than I have ever owned in my life. I, I'm not really a clothes guy, um, but you know I've got some now so that I can wear and be the mayor. Like part of that is that. And, um, I got some t-shirts, you know, some things like this. I'm not really a shorts guy anymore. So I wear my, I wear my joggers, you know, I like those. Um, but, but every so often I will go through and, and pare down or purge my, my clothes stacks. And I, you know, I'm thinking about that, thinking about doing that again. It's a way to simplify. It's a way to, I don't know. It's a it's a way to express what I really want to do, which is to simplify my life, and I I do that with clothes sometimes. But my piles are already pretty pretty short stacks, and so there's not a whole bunch I could do with that. And I will say, like, there's this conflict because you know the the advertisers got me, and so whatever these whatever these t-shirt things are, there was one called History Tees, and it says that history. I'm sorry, it says that English is important. But history is important to her. And I want to get that shirt, you know. And so I flirt with it and put it in my cart. But then I don't buy it because the shipping is $6. And do I really trust this website? Because I'm still waiting on this Grateful Dead uh, turtle thing that I bought from some website like that, you know, a couple years ago from China. And that toilet paper roll that I bought from China that ended up being like, I don't know, one inch wide. So I've been burned a couple times buying stuff from Instagrams, but I have this idea of like T-shirt Tuesday. Like I would become the guy that wears the, the quirky T-shirt with the cool saying, you know, to to help people become literate on different cultural references. But I would want thirty six T-shirts because I would definitely want a new one every Tuesday. I wouldn't want to repeat. And then how does that play out for the following year? I don't know. So. My role with clothes is, is complicated. The socials, wow. Ugh. This is what reading these books does to me, though. It makes me rethink, and I'm always wrestling with social media. I know that this is one aspect of it, but 
this doesn't take my time too much. I mean, this takes me, uh, I plan through the week, but that's just journaling. Honestly, it's just remembering and taking a look at what I've searched on Google. Um, it takes me 30, 45 minutes. It's just a, I'm just a guy with an iPhone and some AirPods buds sitting in my nook, you know, and then I'll check through the week to see how many people downloaded it. And, um, you know, but that takes me a minute to do. So this one's not that bad. Facebook is not really an issue for me because I know my audience there. I know the I know what it is. Like I know what it is. And that doesn't I mean, I like to read the comments and I like to reply to the comments kinda as a part of my role as mayor and teacher. And that, that all kind of wraps up into one there. It's the it's the Instagram, you know. The be real, oh man, the whole post yourself more than once if you post on time. That kinda turned me off to be real. And so I don't know about that one, but, but the Instagram is the one that sucks my life away. Just, I get scrolling and like, there's this one video of this little toddler and he, he's trying to give the thumbs up, but he puts his pointer fingers up and then he stops and he looks at his hands and he works it out to where he can put his thumbs up and then he puts his thumbs up in victory. And man, like I look at that and then I just want to look at all those kinds of things or chimpanzees, you know, like I enjoy watching those ones, whatever. So I can just scroll through those stupid real type story type things and, you know, just constantly looking to see if somebody's posted a new thing or somebody's commented on my story or anything like this. And I don't know. I just feel like my old teacher, Mr. Kissler, would say that I'm wasting my life away. So we'll see about the old Instagram. I, I see some of its benefit, but and Sydney sends me tennis reels and that's fun. So it's a constant struggle. My role with food is, you know, I'm pretty good. I'm doing pretty good with that. Um, end of the year, I've kind of gotten off my exercise routine a little bit. Although I'm weird because like when I start exercising, I was really going out for two weeks and then I wasn't losing any pounds. And I'm like, dang. And, and now that I'm in this uh, part where we've been doing final exams and stuff and, and I haven't been exercising, but now I am dropping a couple pounds. I'm like, why am I losing weight now? Because I don't realize that, you know, it takes a couple, it takes a couple weeks to get that metabolism going when you're 45. But like, I did look up, I did look up and, and see if liver mush was healthy because I've been, I haven't been eating a whole bunch of meat, like even chicken. I had some sal salmon or salmon the other day and, um, been a, a pretty good vegetarian eating too many scones and, you know, ice cream from Kilwins, but come on, man, you got to live, you know, and, uh, the little mini Cokes, I enjoy those, and wow, Dr. Pepper, okay, um, I got to maybe figure out my, my relationship with reading, I do enjoy it, but like, I'm, I don't want to start this octopus book and then read it in three days, you know, like, because that's how I get, because I'm an addictive personality person. And so when I get into it and it's the story, especially when they hook me, if, and I haven't looked in this book yet, but like if the chapters, and I know this is for a lot of people, if the chapters are two or three or four pages or maybe even five, and I can look over and be like, oh, okay, I only got to read a little bit more to get to the next chapter, then it's hard for me to put it down. And that's cool. I enjoy that. Like I appreciate them doing that. Um, I don't really like super long chapters. But I'm going to try to set some time and be like, okay, let's just read for maybe an hour a day and not spend three hours or five hours, which I will. 
And then overall that related to activity, you know, like what are some new things that, what are some new things that I want to do? What are some things I want to do with my time when it isn't spending my life away on Instagram or reading for five hours or, you know, thinking about all the different types of cool t-shirts that I'm going to get or something like that. One of the things that I'm maybe looking forward to do it is is going to hear this guy i don't know what his first name is his last name is eisenstein eisenstein um my friend anna grace she sent me a link to this guy and she really enjoys him i looked him up for a minute honestly it's a philosopher type person you know with 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 views on our humanness and such as that um but he's in black mountain in a couple of weeks and so uh, I went ahead and, and logged on and was going to buy a ticket and it says suggested $25, but pay whatever you think is fair or whatever you think you can. And the minimum that you can pay is $1 and I had $1 and I was going to check out. And then I felt like, I don't know what I felt like. I felt convicted. I felt guilty. And so I didn't pay 25, but I felt like 10 was where I settled. And so I paid $10 and that was interesting to me to, to think about. And I, I almost hope he... He talks about that at, at his thing about who, what types of people would pay anyway. And maybe I'll go. I hope that I'm going to be able to make it up. It's up in Black Mountain. It's about an hour away. Uh, maybe I'll be able to get my friend John Meyer to meet me up there. I've thought about some activities that I used to do and kind of miss. And there's this one called, like, it's Putt-Putt. But there's this place up on the way to Barley's in in Forest City. Or I don't know what part of that is. It's, it's on up into Rutherford County. And... Like one time I had to go, I just had to go and I, I didn't want to wait. And we were the only people out there and there was this big bush. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I peed there and my kids were laughing at me and all this kind of stuff. And now we call it putt and pee. You know, we don't call it putt putt. We call it putt and pee and it shut down and it was terrible. Like it was just a terrible, ratty, rugged, ragged course, ratchet course, all the things. But it was like two bucks, and we would go up there, and we would play a little while, and then we would go get some ice cream, or we would go to Barley's, or whatever. I do miss that. I miss gardening. Um, I guess I don't miss it enough to actually have to do all of that work. I wish I really just enjoy the the picking part, um, and really just green beans. That was my favorite is picking the green beans and like pulling up the bushes and pulling off those beans. And I didn't really even like to eat the green beans after, so. I don't guess I really miss gardening. That was a that was a fake. I kind of miss playing golf. Um, I'm gonna try to start doing the disc golf some with with Sam and Isaac because I know they play a lot of the time, and that kind of does hurt my elbow. But anyway, um, I used to play golf golf, and and then one time I put my golf bag out in the outbuilding, and the squirrels ate it. Like they ripped all the stuffing and whatever out of it so that they could build their thing. And ever since, and I'll just have some golf clubs out there, but no bag. And I haven't played in like a decade. But anyway, um, but I, I know what the roles are. Like, I know what I'm looking for. Like, <sighs> we, we play these games or I play these games. Like, okay, I'm going to sit here and try to figure it all out. But then, you know, I drive up to Boone. Sydney and I did another impromptu trip up to Boone to eat at McAdoo's and on the way there are these flowers and we stopped on the parkway um Sydney loves driving right along the edge of the mountain that's her favorite but there's like these I think they're mountain magnolias I looked it up and that looks like what they are 
but you know, magnolias around here, they don't bloom until, you know, a couple of more weeks, right around June 9th. And so I don't know, they like, they were blooming early up there, but they were just almost like sparkling. Like they were the first things to bloom up in the high country. And that, that just those giant white flowers were, they just sparkled. I don't know how, how else to describe it. And I really like, I just loved it so much, you know, like my kid, my kid eats his pasta. He cooks his own stuff. He, he, he eats his pasta in a plastic bowl with a straw on it that a little kid would use, but he, he does it for practical reasons. I know why he does it because the bowl doesn't get hot and he pats his pasta down with his hand to make it flat because when he puts the sauce on it, he doesn't want it to spill over the edge. I mean, it's actually brilliant what he's doing. He understands things and he does strain his, uh, like, Olive Garden type sauce out because he doesn't like the little pieces in it. And we laugh at him and we assure him we're not laughing and making fun of him because we're not. We just love him so much because we recognize his quirkiness and we recognize our own quirkiness in him because we know, we know each other and we're all like that in some ways. And, and it's that type of, you know, it's that type of day to day stuff. It's, I was driving down to the river the other day and there was a state trooper in my town and I uh, wish, you know, our, whatever, but he was, he was pulling somebody over. And so I was thinking about that and all that, all that kind of stuff. And then as I turn around the corner, there's this, this, there's this field and whatever's growing in there is like mm, a foot high, a couple feet high, totally green. And the wind was blowing it and it was like the waves of, you know, the waves of grain, but it's, it's green. It's not amber at this time. And, and that always takes me back like to now. And I know that that's the state that I want to be in. I do want to figure out how to be Zen when I'm in my thoughts, like when I'm thinking, because I do think and I am in my thoughts, and that is a part of my existence. And so I don't think it's just completely removing myself from my thoughts all the time. I don't think that's possible to completely eliminate my inner voice or even desirable. And I don't think that anybody says that it is, but I, I, um, how, do I, how do I be in the moment even when I'm planning, even when I'm considering and reconsidering anyway? Well, we got a good halftime for you today. I will say that as mayor, I got this, uh, <laughs> we, we applied for this rural transformation grant and we're trying to build like a new courtyard area with outdoor seating. And, and it's the place where we have our music on main concerts. And it's just, it's a, it's a revitalization of downtown, but you know, we're a small town with a small budget and a university that eats up a bunch of our property and doesn't pay property taxes. And so we, we just can't pay for this on our own until we apply for all these different types of grants. And one of them is a rural transformation grant. And we, we voted to approve the grant application at council on Tuesday. And I was sitting on the rock on Wednesday and it was kind of a contentious, a little bit of tension in the vote and whatever, because we're shutting off some parking spots and whatever people 
but it, but it passed and everybody understands. And so I'm sitting down on my rock, like with my eyes closed in, in like mini meditation. I have, I've, I've been struggling with that the last couple of days, couple, maybe the last week and my, my watch buzzed. And, um, so I, I looked at it and the email was popping up and it was from our North Carolina fellow Grayson, who's amazing. And he says, Mr. Mayor and Mr. Mr. Longino, who's the town manager, we got the grant. And I'm like, oh, man. So I hop up off the rock, you know, say goodbye to the turtles real fast. I mean, I'm booking it. I'm walking as fast as I can. I'm texting Justin Longino along the way. Oh, man, just saw the news. I'm headed back to town hall right now. And I, you know, a little party hat emoji. And I sent it right in the little spot where I get uh, reception down at the river. And I'm walking so fast. I mean, I'm sweating. I get to the car, you know, driving back. This all takes about 10 minutes. And then once I get up the hill, right to where I can check the full email, you know, I'm at a, at a stopped place. And so I check my email and read the whole thing so that I can be prepared, so that I know what I'm talking about when I go in and talk to the people. And it says, we got the grant submitted and it will be under review. And I was like, oh man, I got all excited and thought that we got the grant. So I was definitely uh, faked out on that. I went into town hall and sat down. They were, they were having their, uh, they were actually in the conference room and I told them about my whole situation and they got a good, they got a good laugh at me. Uh, what people say, you know, the kids these days, like what, what's good, you know, what's good, Mr. Thomas, you know, they'll, they'll say that. And so I begin to tell them what's good. And when I, when I answer that question now, I tell them that, Hey, I stop them. And I say, you want me to tell you what's good? And I tell them that I ordered a push lawnmower, a craftsman from, uh, Amazon off Amazon. And, and, um, and they delivered it and that when they delivered it and I opened up the box, it was already put together. Like it was already put together. All I had to do was unscrew a couple things and screw a couple things back in and then like pull the handle up and then, and, 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 and it came with its own little, uh, little sack of oil that you put in. I didn't even have to go buy some. I didn't have to mix it together. I just put it right in there. Oh man. And I tell them that's what's good. And that's happened twice now. And for the next, for the rest of the school year, if anybody asks me what's good, then that's what I'm going to tell them. Oh man, this is weird. I don't know if I should say this one or not, but uh, I keep this bottle of pills in my drawer, you know, and uh, I don't want to take too many of them. And so I don't take them very often, you know, and, and, and I've had, I've had, I went to college, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I go to fish concerts and widespread panic concerts and I listen to the Grateful Dead and stuff like that. So, you know, and like, do y'all talk to yourself in the mirror? Do you, do you look at yourself and and talk to yourself in the mirror, like have this conversation, like the person in the mirror isn't really, I don't know, quite you. I don't know. Um, TT Madness alert. But um, I was feeling rough yesterday. I woke up with a migraine. It was just a super long week. I didn't sleep great. Slept great last night, so I'm feeling pretty good this morning. Um, and I pulled the bottle of pills out. You know, It was right around supper time. And I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, I'm going to hit one up, bro said it just like that like maybe i was about to go to the to the fish concert or something it it's vitamin d y'all like it's a vitamin d pill <laughs> but i hit it up i did maybe that's why i feel better today it's probable uh, last thing in halftime is 
we watched the tennis channel and there's a, I believe she's German. I cannot remember her name now, but she's a former tennis player and she comments on the matches and she's a great commentator. Like she really does offer good insight into the matches and, and it isn't annoying or, or anything. And the other person, like the play by play type guy was asking her which serve, which person's serve was better, you know, overall or this type of thing. And, and the, the comment, the female commentator, she says, well, you know, if I had a pistol to my breast, then I would say, and Sydney and I were just like, what? Cause you know, I've kind of heard like, if you had a gun to my head, I would have to make this decision, but what's going on in Germany? You know, like, hmm, I'm not sure. Pistol to my breast. I haven't, I haven't heard that one, but uh, if anybody understands that reference, let me know. Nope. I almost hit the wrong button there. Just ending halftime. See, just a guy with an iPhone, a Podbean app, in his nook. No big deal. I talked about my teacher role, and, and this is the type of year, this is the time of year AP exams are over. Sydney had AP government and politics on Monday. She had AP psychology on Tuesday. She had AP stats on Thursday, and she did AP US history on Friday. We calculated it at about 18 hours of exam time this week. And so she is wiped out, but done, you know, like done with the school year. There's a couple weeks left, but those were her exams. Um, Sam, I think, finished up his exams last night as well. So so this is the time to begin to reflect. And, and one of the things that I've got to try to figure out going forward um, is when I have a class full of 25, 25-ish you know, then there's such a variety of of pace and ability and like what do I do with the students who finish the work early and it's good work, but everybody else I, I, I know that there are students who just delay on purpose and some of them have gotten really good at that. But I can recognize those. But there are students that need more time. They need extra time. And so I've got to figure out how to create the practice that we do in class to fit both levels or multiple levels of pace and ability. I mean, it's called differentiated instruction. It's something that every teacher learns about. But I don't know that many teachers fully know how to actually implement I want to make them write more, which makes, you know, I want to have them make claims. AI is a real thing. Like the information that they need to learn, the information that they need to memorize is increasingly limited, is increasingly diminishing. You know, like information is available to us and to them. And so how to deal with the information, how to synthesize, analyze, recognize all that type of stuff. Um, I continue to figure out what, how I'm going to use grades and, and, and different levels of accountability. I always struggle with that one. And then, you know, I, I wish that we didn't, but we do teach on a block schedule and it's a 90 minute class time. And that's just too long. It's too long. 90 minutes is too long. And, you know, I wish that we had year long classes. I wish that every class was about 50 minutes. And that would be amazing. I know teachers are opposed to that. And perhaps students would be opposed to it having to be stuck with me all year long. 
And I know that some teachers don't want to be stuck with the same students all year long. To me, I say, suck it up. You're a teacher. This is your job. Also, it's 50 minutes. You should be able to do that. 90 minutes is too much, but I got to figure out how they, you know, how to break up the block and to chunk it all up. And so that it, it doesn't feel like 90 minutes. But again, let's revert back to number one with all the different levels of pace and ability that just becomes a very, a very tricky puzzle. Um, but we did, we, we wrapped up with, uh, psychology and AP government and I've looked at the free response questions that are released and I feel good. I feel good about what we did. I know that the students were, um, prepared and how the rubrics will shake out and whether or not they're super, you know, um, picky about what students have to write. I don't, I don't know how all that will shake out. And I, I really hope that they get what they have earned. I hope they get passing scores because they did earn it. Um, but we'll see in, in July with all that. Um, I just, I know that my kids in those classes, and I think in all of my classes understand that I'm for them. And so because they understand that, then it's definitely been a successful, a successful year. This has been a Church of Six production brought to you by the Token of Hope, brought to you by the Magic Rock Times Two, the Bucket of Life, the Wall of Belief, and the Foundation Tower of Stone. Nothing divine is desperate, and in fact, in all circumstances, may all circumstances serve to awaken compassion and as you go teach peace don't forget to believe y'all and be live peace my friends